Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and welcome to the Friday edition of Justin News. If you think you were getting off easy this Friday, going to cruise into that weekend, we're not going to let you do it. We've got a guest that is going to light up the news airwaves today. Joining us for the whole show is the Arizona Senate President, Karen Fan. Yes, the woman that made the Arizona Maricopa County audit happen. She's here to give us the top line, the bottom line of what this audit found and what the Arizona legislature is going to do next to restore confidence and integrity in the elections of the largest county, the largest voting metropolis in Arizona, Maricopa County. That's where it was for Phoenix. Remember, there are more than 50,000 votes that were flagged as problematic in last week's audit that came out literally a week ago today. 50,000 votes still in question, not a few days, not a few weeks after the election, 10 full months after the election, almost 11 full months after the election. That is the sort of thing. And remember, we had Senator Fan on back in May. And everybody said, well, you're carrying Donald Trump's water. You're just trying to reverse the election. And she said something that day. We're going to ask her about it again today. But she said, listen, her motive wasn't to solve a political thing or make Donald Trump happy or make the Democrats angry or vice versa. She said she was struck by a poll that was done in Arizona that said 40 5% of the state's residents, 45% of their voting citizenry did not have confidence in one of the last two elections, 2016 or 2020. That's what troubled her, that they couldn't trust the final election results. That's what Senator Fan, Senate President Fan, Madam President Fan said was her motive. Don't forget that when you listen to her tape. This wasn't a game. This wasn't about making somebody happy or unhappy. It wasn't about getting headlines. It was trying to solve a crisis of confidence in one of the most important swing states in America. Listen, if the Democrats won fair and square in Arizona, they won fair and square in Arizona. If the Republicans won fair and square, they won fair and square. But when people don't trust the fair and the square, then you have a crisis in America because the voting rights that we have are the, one of the greatest gifts our founding fathers left us as a citizenry. If you don't have confidence in that great gift, all the rest of this constitutional republic shakes in its boots. That's what today's conversation is going to be about. One of the things we want to ask, just keep in mind, we've got a big question here. What will happen? Will people be prosecuted in Arizona based on what was found? Will people be punished? Could 
Maricopa County end up like Fulton County on a path towards state receivership where the state takes over the vote counting for a while. Lots and lots of important information to be exacted today and extracted. Really an incredible opportunity. Very gracious. She's very busy. But to have the Senate president of Arizona here today, Karen Fend, in just a few seconds, big moment. We're going to get all your questions answered. Now, let's go take a quick commercial break. Remember when you hear these commercials, it is those great Vendors, those great advertisers, those great products that make this show possible, that make just the news possible. So if you care about it, if you like what we're doing, support them, because when you support them, you're supporting us. You know all the entire group that's there. We've got such a great group, and I want you to support each and every one of them as you hear them. They're the best, and they have great products and services. Listen, buying their products and services is fulfilling because they're that good. So remember that. We'll listen to these quick messages when we come back. Arizona Senate President Karen Fan for the whole show. Buckle your seatbelt. We're going to take a ride down election integrity lane. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break and a very important guest. It was a week ago today that the audit of the election in Arizona for Maricopa County was released. And the leader, the person who made that possible is now joining us, Arizona Senate President Karen Fan. Senator Fan, great to have you on the show today. Thank you. Always a pleasure being here with you. Uh, you've done very important work. People who care about the long-term integrity of elections and the confidence that people will have in elections going forward know that what you did last week was a, a monumental moment. It's been a week now. What are the biggest takeaways you have now that you've absorbed all that incredible information? I think one of the biggest takeaways, uh, the bottom line is, is that if you don't watch over your own elections, people start breaking the rules, they start breaking the laws, they start getting sloppy. And when that happens, it's really hard to determine really what the election results are if we don't follow our rules. Yeah, that's that's it. And, you know, it, what you, you found in Arizona, we now know has been found in Fulton County, it's not in Georgia. We, we were now hearing there's an investigation in a second county where the ballots weren't handled properly in Georgia because of where the ballot boxes were, the, the drop boxes were. So I think this theme is starting to go out there, which is that these election officials have kind of been just doing their own thing for a long time and things get sloppy and sometimes even abusive. What was the most serious concern you think the report found? What was the thing that you think most would shake an average voter's confidence in the system? This is really sad that we have to shake the voters' confidence. I mean, I think it already is shaken and because point. of all the, the questions and everything. So truly, the whole purpose of this audit is to try not to shake in their confidence, to put confidence back into their vote. And that's what they need to know is, is everything being followed? According to the auditors, it does appear that there was internet connections at some point, at a few points. Um, now, that's not to say that that internet connection caused for ballots to be flipped or something because right. they're still investigating that. But they did say there was internet connection contrary to what the, the recorder's office said. 
the other biggest thing is, for example, boxes of ballots on the outside marked duplicate and and inside none of them were identified as duplicates. Uh, normally, you have to have a corresponding number on a duplicate to go with the original spoiled ballot. Many of them did not have these. So quite honestly, we can't really tell whether they were duplicates or not. Wow. Uh, that was a serious term. Yeah. How and that's do you- a big number, right? Because I remember we put a FOIA in and Maricopa County came back and said, I think the total number of duplicate ball- ballots were more than 27,000. So it's a big number of ballots, right? Yes, and we know that we have identified at least 2,500 of them that had no numbers on them, wow. according to Ken Bennett. Yeah, that was that was a pretty serious thing. We also know, and you know, and here's the other frustrating. Let me preface this to say we have for months and months have asked Maricopa County, please just sit down with us. You know, two and two is not adding up to four. Now maybe there's an explanation that you may have that we don't know about because you're withholding a bunch of information. You're withholding the routers and the splunk logs and some of those things, but sit down with us. And they have refused time and time and time again. So the information that is in these reports is based on whatever they were able to identify. You know, one of those issues was is someone is a computer entry that generated 37,000 entries that what it does is it it makes the logs roll over think about uh think about a gas station and they have like a video camera that is videotaping things and after 48 or 72 hours it overrides itself with yeah re-record so this same thing happens with the ems machines and so this these 37,000 entries literally wiped out a portion of the beginning of the whole election they're just gone and because they were overwritten and interesting, Maricopa County, Friday night, sends out this text, which, who does this? What county refuses <laughs> to sit down and answer questions, but sends out, they have their own Twitter account. <sighs> uh, it's crazy. Anyway, so they sent this thing out and said, oh, no, 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 they're, it's not missing. It's on the backup logs. And they never asked for the backup logs. <laughs> Well, it would have been nice to know there was a backup lot, but they didn't communicate that to you. Well, first of all, the subpoena said turn over the information. That's right. It didn't say turn over just the originals and not the backups. It also is telling us that they know this stuff was missing. And they intentionally held back the backup logs so that once again, they were playing games again with Trying to create straw men to defend themselves, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're gaslighting the public. I'm telling you. It's so, you know, uh, back a few years ago, this term became popular among conservatives in Washington. There's a deep state. And really what we're talking about is this bureaucracy that just feels it's autonomous. It doesn't answer to anyone. They know everything and everyone has to stay out of their business. And I think in Maricopa County, you've exposed the version, I don't want to call it deep state because it's a loaded term now, but a permanent election bureaucracy that doesn't want oversight, doesn't want to answer questions, doesn't really care if the public has confidence or not confidence in their system. Uh, How did we get to this point that these election officials feel they have no accountability to someone as important as the Senate president or the, the legislature of Arizona? Well, my personal opinion is it makes no sense that they would. These four of the five supervisors are Republicans. Right. Uh, now, the recorder in charge of the 2020 Maricopa election was a Democrat, and they came to me, the supervisors came to me after the 2018 election and said, we've got serious problems with the recorder, and we're going to have to hire somebody to oversee him. 
um, to make sure that he doesn't do all this funny stuff again um, in 2020. Wow. So, yeah. So consequently, now I believe that there's a little bit more burden on them because they actually hired somebody and we still had these problems yeah. and, and even didn't more, fix the problem, didn't fix the problem. So, you know, when they said, yeah, we're all behind you, Karen, originally. And yes, let's do this audit. Let's do an audit. And then they go into executive tech session and come out and say, uh, no, nope, never mind. We don't want to do it. My suspicion is, and this is just my suspicion, is that their attorneys probably advised them that you may not want to go down this path because you know that we had serious problems with the recorder. And so there's a good chance they're going to find stuff. And it's not to say I will never claim fraud until fraud is proven. And that's what the AG is to do. But if there were mistakes, whether intentionally or non-intentionally made, ultimately the Maricopa County supervisors are responsible. They oversee all of it, um, even though they weren't directly there. So I believe that their attorneys probably said, you may not want to go down this path because uh, you may not have a job in the future. Or like you said, it will shake the the uh, confidence of the voters in our electoral system. And we just can't have that. Yeah. And the funny thing is transparency is the thing that always brings confidence back to the American taxpayer when they can see what's happened. Even they're, they're forgiving. They'll forgive mistakes if there's transparency and there's an effort to do it, which is exactly what you're trying to achieve. You know, for a long time, you were you and Cyber Ninjas and everyone was really just lambasted. And it was you're just falling into Donald Trump's big lie. You're, and, and I remember you came on my show in Maine. You said something to me and it, it stuck with me. In fact, on Friday, it was running through my head. You said, I'm not doing this for any political reason. I'm doing it because in a poll in Arizona, I forget the numbers, 40 or 50 percent of people said they didn't trust one of the 45. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing you're trying to solve, right? You don't want even 5% of your electorate to not have a system. It's so amazing that that got lost in this debate. Yes. And this is what's frustrating, too, when we talk about the liberal media and all of the spin that they've put on. They've, they've trashed this audit from day one they before sure we even had the contractor. So all of this stuff of trashing the contract, that contractor, that even came out after they started trashing it. And, I, you know, I keep telling these reporters, I said, you know what is really, you guys are so intent on trying to trash this audit and discredit. You guys are missing probably the biggest prize of it all. Why isn't there one honest reporter that is willing to actually look at what this is about and start asking your questions? Were the laws followed? Did we do everything we were supposed to do to make sure that we have election integrity? If the laws were broken, what were they? And and how do we hold somebody accountable? If our laws aren't working, what do we need to do to make them work? I said, you guys are missing the entire boat on this because you're so intent on trashing the audit because you hate Donald Trump so badly that you're missing the entire point of why we're doing all this. You know, when that term Trump derangement syndrome came up, I said, oh, that's a great marketing term, but it can't really be true. But I'll tell you what, after five years, you do see it. People lose their heads and they're so obsessed with Donald Trump, they can't see the facts in front of them. And, you know, you open this hearing and I'm an old AP wire service reporter. So when I was a young guy, the, you know, the first thing they teach you is when you're covering a breaking news story, listen for that top line moment and write a lead right away. You gave that top line moment almost the second you opened the presentation Friday. You said, listen, there is a possibility laws were broken here. You've had a week to absorb it. What laws do you think uh, Mark Burnovich might found were violated? 
Well, we definitely know chain of custody was broken, and I've already missed the, uh, mentioned the, the laws broken about identifying the duplicate ballots. Uh, we also know that the logs um, were not kept appropriately. Um, the, board, uh, the recorder at the very beginning said we only use four types of paper, and they're all secure type paper that doesn't allow yeah. for bleed through. We know that that's incorrect. We have identified over 10 different types wow. of ballots, and we can show you where there was bleed through. And so uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of what else Ken had said about um, a lot of it was, like I said, the paper, the chain of custody, yeah. the um, that internet connection. And there was, and there's, those are just a few off top of the head I can think uh, of. Those are pretty big ones. And uh, the presentation really, I think, just methodically and, and very factually laid out all of these concerns. From what you know now, and of course the Attorney General will make those final decisions, and he's, he's a very well-respected lawyer in your state, and do you think there could be prosecutions that come out of this audit? Well, prosecution's only going to happen, I believe, if you can prove fraud right. or you prove intentional. So I'm, I'm, I do believe that's the primary reason why he would prosecute somebody. Right. But that doesn't mean to say he's not going to hold people are accountable. If you didn't do your job and the laws were broken, somebody has to answer for it, yeah. whether it was intentional or not. So it could be administrative, getting someone fired, finding them, taking them to civil court. There's a remedy of penalties here to make the point that in 2022, these things aren't going to happen in Arizona, right? That's exactly correct. And I, I'd like to say something else, too, because this gets lost in the whole conversation as well. There were, you know, literally thousands of amazing, amazing constituents, people in Arizona, Democrats, independents, Republicans, who worked the polls and, and gave up their time. And they worked them honestly. They yep. worked, It was hard for them, especially with COVID. And so this is absolutely no reflection on the great job that they did. Oh, they're good people. I believe that. Yeah, they did their jobs to the best of anybody's ability, according to the instructions that they were given. And my hat's off to every one of them. So this is no reflection on their work at all. This is the process and and what happened once the ballots were done and what they happened after that. So, um, And I'd also like to make sure we thank those 1,500 amazing people that volunteered to work the audit because we couldn't have done it without them. Yeah, an amazing army of people who just care about the good civics of their community and making sure that our most precious right of voting is protected because mm-hmm. we follow the rules. In order to make change, right, the, the agent that's going to have to be changed, Maricopa County has to be accepting that they need change. How do you get them from their current position of obstinance to maybe realizing that they got to do something to run the election better in 2022? And is one of those options possibly doing something like what George has done now, which is if you're a county that can't run your election, the state will come in and run it for you. What options do you have to get Maricopa County to do the reflection and the changes you think are needed? Absolutely. So uh, point A is, as we mentioned, the attorney general can go after to find what laws currently are broken and whether unintentionally. Point B is what the Senate does. The Senate does. We do policy. We pass legislation. The AG enforces it. So um, uh, what we will be doing, what we're already starting on doing, going through the election laws that are on the books right now and assuming they follow the laws, Um, Are they sufficient enough? Are they strong enough and clear enough that everybody knows exactly how they're supposed to do their job? We're also looking at all of these things that potentially are missing 
that we need to create new laws for that make sure that every single I is dotted and every T is crossed and don't leave it up to somebody just to arbitrarily make up their own rules. Um, That's hugely important. And that goes to, you know, narrowing down, you know, let's start dictating what kind of paper you absolutely will use and anything else is not acceptable. Um, Let's start dictating um, a lot more things. And what Georgia might be doing might be a real good option is if we find that you are breaking the laws and you can't do the election yourself, then maybe the state ought to step in and do it then. Maybe that's the penalty. That'll be an interesting moment to see where the legislature lands. I know it's in good hands because you've been taking this seriously from day one. You've got a great number of colleagues that have brushed aside all the silly criticism and just stay focused on the job. One last question I want to ask. We're 10, 11 months from the election nearly, and there are 50 to 57, you know, 48 to 57,000 ballots that are in question 10, 11 months afterwards. Would you like in future elections to see that a county go through some sort of auditing or check process before they certify the elections? Is that something that could become a solution for the legislature? Absolutely. And and they already do, but it's a minimum. You know, it's like 2,500 ballots. That right. is not acceptable. And so, yes, those are definite changes that need to be made in election laws is that those thresholds have to be raised much higher because there needs to be a much better. And the, right now, even the way it's written right now, they get to set aside certain boxes to do those audits with. That's wrong. Yeah. It should be, should be random, right? Yeah, it should, you know, somebody else should be able to just come in and just say, I want that one, that one, and that one, so to speak. Right. Um, and them not able to set aside any boxes they decide to set aside. Not a good idea. Wow. We were talking just before we got on air, but I I, I didn't know this until you mentioned it, but some people took the drafts of the reports and altered them to try to play games with this. There was that much of dirty tricks going on with this audit, wasn't there? Oh, absolutely. Somebody literally leaked a, quote, draft copy out to the media a few days earlier, like two days, I believe. And it was a partial draft report. And not only was it not accurate because it was still being worked on and appendixes and things like that were still being added, but somebody actually even took reports and added some stuff to it. And particularly there was a line that supposedly that cyber ninjas had said that, you know, because of all the fraud or something, don't quote me, I don't have it in front of me, but that this this election should never have been certified. And he had to put out a presser a couple of days ago. I did not say that. I never said that, nor was it ever in reports. But yeah, somebody put it. Boy, we live in uh, perilous information times. Uh, People can do all sorts of dirty tricks, as we've learned. But uh, the good news is the official report is based in fact, and it's in the good hands of of you, Madam President, uh, to get this fixed so that the next election, that 45% number goes down something closer to zero. I know that's your real mission. Yes, absolutely. And if anybody wants to see the real, actual, authenticated reports, they are all posted on the Arizona Senate Republican website. Fantastic. That's where I downloaded them on Friday. They were an amazing read and we've learned so much. And on behalf of everyone at Just the News and also just our audience, I know how much they appreciate the effort you put into this. And uh, we wish you well in the next phase of this very important project that you're taking on. Well, thank you. And thanks for the credit. But the credit really goes to the entire team, my entire Senate Republican body, and as well as all the workers and everybody else that has put into this. It was a huge undertaking 
the contractors, everybody. So this was, what do they say? It takes a village. In this case, it took an entire state. <laughs> well, the good thing is that we're going to be better for it. And we're, we're so grateful and, and also grateful for your time. I know how busy you are, but I know our listeners are going to greatly benefit from this conversation. So thank you, Senator. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, America, welcome back from the commercial break. And whew, I don't know about you, I'm tired. What a, an important conversation. So much to think about and what Senator Fan just said is going to happen going forward. You heard what she said about the possible penalties for Maricopa County, about why she went and did this, what still needs to be fixed, what Mark Burnovich, the attorney general, could put in motion. Very big moments now in two separate states, Arizona, Georgia, big reckonings coming on. And again, these are not going to overturn the 2020 election. We That boat sailed. People will say it and they'll fantasize about it. The boat sailed. But we can confirm what did happen and give some credence to what is right and wrong and then make sure that in 2022, 2023, 2024, it doesn't happen again. That is such an important thing. That is a victory for the American people. Certainly Donald Trump will have his grievances and other people will have their grievances. But at the end of the day, if one good outcome of the 2020 election is that 2022 and 2024 are more secure, more easy to vote, more trusted in the results, uh, there is greater integrity and confidence in the integrity of the election, we're all going to win as a country. That is what that audit in Arizona was about. Contrary to all the malarkey and crap that uh, many of my colleagues in the news industry put out there, this is an exercise in civic good government. And it should have been embraced. Don't buy all the false stories, the fake news that some of my colleagues have put out there. Focus on the facts of what were in that audit and how we can take those facts and make America better as a voting country. We want more people to vote, but we only want people who are entitled to vote to vote. And we only want votes to be counted accurately. Those aren't too hard things to ask for. And I think we're beginning to get on a path, thanks to people like Senator Fan and Bob Cheeley and those in Georgia, Governor Kemp, who got the law signed, the legislatures in Georgia, were making it better. Maybe they were asleep at the switch in 2020. They're not asleep at the switch anymore. That's an important win for all of America, whether you're blue, red, independent, whether you live in California or Florida. All of us having greater confidence in our voting system is a good thing for this incredible constitutional Republican democracy that we created. All right, folks, have a great weekend. God bless you and God bless everything you're doing. And God bless this incredible country, the United States of America. We are so fortunate to live in the freest, best land in America. Even with all of its current ills and woes and grievances, it's still better than any country God put on this earth. And we ought to remember that when we're down and when we're up. All right, folks, have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday with another show. 
Got the great economist Steve Moore on Monday. We're going to get our economics 101 on because supply chain, inflation, interest rates, they're all getting kind of scary. All right, we'll talk to you on Monday. Until then, enjoy your family. God bless you and good night.